example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us. To love even a little bit like God loves us pulls us into a new reality, a logic in which me and mine are no longer the central core issue of my life. An old riddle, kind of a tired, maybe, sermon illustration that goes like this. There are two banquets. Uh, One of these banquets is uh, taking place in heaven and the other in hell. The long banquet tables are both filled with a a sumptuous feast. Uh, But the problem is that those uh, sitting at the table, sitting across from one another, they all have forks that are four feet long. Uh, And in this riddle, uh, those who are at the banquet in hell all eventually starve to death. Uh, Those in heaven share a delicious feast, actually one after another. And why is this? Because, as you more than likely already know, uh, those in hell could not figure out how to feed themselves because the fork was too long, but in heaven they fed one another across the table. Uh, as we move into this second half of chapter 4 of Ephesians, there's a lot of practical advice that would serve you well, I think, whether or not you consider yourself to be a, a follower of Jesus. As we just heard, you know, speak the truth. We could spend the morning just talking about that. Speak the truth. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. You, you thought you learned that from grandma, but it came from the Bible. It's right here in Ephesians. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Stop stealing stuff and get a job. I thought that was really good advice. Uh, uh, but there's more, right? Uh, why? Uh, well, in order that you have something to help those in need. It's just all good stuff, and much of it does seem to have fallen out of favor in our current day. But I want to focus on the final couple of verses of this section. So rich, uh, packed full. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us. Well, that, that riddle about the dinners in heaven and hell is it's kind of a good lead into this passage because it invites a question about this kindness uh, and love and compassion spoken of in Ephesians. The big question maybe that hangs over this passage also hangs over that riddle about the four-foot forks. Why, why did the folks up in heaven choose to feed each other? Was it because primarily because they knew that was the the only way that they themselves were going to be fed? Or did they do it because as they looked across the table, they saw someone in need, they saw someone worthy of kindness and compassion and even love? The same question in terms of the passage in front of us here about kindness and love would go like this. Do do people really act 
out of kindness and compassion and love in order that they might receive something back because it makes them feel good or because they hope to uh, that the act will be reciprocated forgive as Christ forgave you love as Christ loved you what Jesus lived and taught about this love teaches us that this love actually changes people it can transform hearts from the inside out the gospel says that love can actually reorient human beings God can turn us from that natural and narrow focus on myself on what belongs to me on my own self-interest and turn me toward my neighbor I watched a few episodes of this uh, docu-series documentary series on Netflix recently called I am a killer uh, I know cheery Sunday morning stuff but uh, it's it's kind of fascinating it follows the story each episode follows the story of one individual who is on death row and in the first episode which I got got hooked on this this inmate named James Robertson was featured long interviews with with him personally uh, he was convicted and sent to prison as a 17 year old and he's now 54 years old and he spent 20 of these last 37 years in prison in solitary confinement imagine in a cement cell with no human contact 23 hours a day one hour allowed out into a slightly larger cement uh, cell by himself again eventually after this long period of confinement they ended up for some reason or another moving him to a, a cell where he had a, a roommate he ended up killing that roommate which is what put him on death row as Robertson's story unfolds through as I said in interviews with him and with his family members and with people impacted by his crimes along the way a kind of picture of a violent scary frankly unredeemable guy emerges uh, he was first his first uh, recorded crime happened at 12 years old at an early age this Robertson was abandoned by his family uh, his parents never visited him in prison neither did either of his two brothers so he had almost no contact with the outside world during this long stretch of years until one day a cousin whom he had never met named Daryl said that he felt moved by God moved by his Christian faith to reach out to the cousin he'd never met who was on death row in prison he started writing him letters and eventually Roberts Robertson started writing back to him and there was this kind of transformation that happened uh, Nick's got a clip for us we can just hear the cousin Daryl speaking a bit about uh, how this came about what happened so let's take a look it's not like he was born a monster or evil he said the guy's just never known love I was struck by that um, I was surprised by the the apparent transformation in the heart of that hardened criminal 
The gospel dares to declare that we can show kindness and compassion and even love other people because God empowers us to do it, even when it's not in our self-interest. Being unconditionally loved and accepted by God can and does transform people. Mother Teresa once wrote, A living love hurts. To prove his love for us, Jesus died on the cross. The mother, to give birth to her child, has to suffer. If you really love another properly, she wrote, there must be sacrifice. This is the kind of love that is inspired and shaped by the self-giving love of God. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ, as in Christ God forgave you. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us. We're just returning from our nieces, uh, our niece Morgan and her new husband Cole's wedding in, uh, in Pepin on Friday. And uh, I spoke about this very kind of love at that ceremony. Novelist Madeline Liangle wrote a book about her long marriage to Hugh Franklin uh, shortly after his death. She entitled it, A Two-Part Invention. She writes, The moment we are born, we are vulnerable. When I married, I opened myself up to the possibility of great joy and great pain, and I have known both. Hugh's death is like an amputation. But But would I be willing to protect myself by having rejected marriage? By having rejected love? No, I would not have missed a minute of it, not any of it. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us. To love even a little bit like God loves us pulls us into a new reality a logic in which me and mine are no longer the central core issue of my life. I don't think that those people at the heavenly banquet fed one another in my estimation of this old riddle because they were hoping to get something back. I think when you are in the presence of a God of love, that they were pulled beyond their own self-concern and they saw across the table a neighbor in need. They had been transformed by this new logic in which the hunger of a person across the table becomes your own hunger. And the joy of that person across the table becomes your own joy. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us. As we prepare to gather around the font this morning, know that you are loved. Loved by God, loved unconditionally and beyond measure. Let it sink in because it changes everything. It changes you.
I was considering this message this morning at the coffee shop, as is my (laughs) habit, and I stumbled across a post from a friend about uh, an example of this kind of kindness, compassion, and love happening out in the world. We're about to be sent out into the world. So, uh, because Nick is quick on his feet, 20 minutes ago he got that clip ready for me too. We'll close with that video. So if you're visiting Prince Peace today, you might be thinking, wow, this church must have pyramids that fit every theme of every worship service. Because that says, love one another as I have loved you, as we've been exploring in this fourth chapter of Ephesians. Uh, But that is, in fact, the foundation on which all of this is built. Every message, every worship service, every act of love and kindness and compassion. What's the greatest commandment, they ask Jesus? Love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself, Jesus said. And this love makes a difference in the world. It can transform hearts from grocery stores to death row to every place you're about to go this week. So go in peace to love and serve the Lord. If this life I lose, I will follow.